Hey everybody, Ben Nelson, the Everyday Real Estate Investor here. And if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, uh, which you may or may not be, but this is being published on what happens to be my 40th birthday. So uh, I thought I'd take this opportunity to I'm gonna dive. I'm gonna dive into the philosophical side again here. You know me if you've listened to me at all. Uh, we talk about real estate. We talk about strategy. We talk uh, to other people that are successful. Um, all sorts of things. We, we definitely talk about real estate, but um, I'm always gonna add into the mix or sometimes just sidestep real estate even uh, entirely and talk about uh, life and philosophy and mindset and all those things because they are extremely important to our overall success uh, in business and, and more importantly in life. So uh, that's what we're going to do today. I am going to give you just my my top takeaways for uh, the last four decades, but what I've learned from my experiences, what I've learned and observed um, from the things that I've done um, and not done and the things that I've done well at and, and failed at um, and all those things. So uh, I'm sure I could come up with a list much, much longer than this, but these are kind of the, um, the top things that I have learned over, over the years. Uh, so I've just kind of got some bullet points here just to keep me on, on track with these things. And then I'm, I'm basically just going to shoot from the hip a little bit and give you, um, kind of some insights on, on what's behind the thought. Um, so let's go along with this together. It's a little bit from the hip, but, uh, I think that's how you get down to, to the heart of things a lot of times. So um, I've got 10 things here. Um, so let's let's dive in. Um, so this first one is uh, something that is, you know, it's you say it and you, um, you, you know it, I guess, deep down, but um, sometimes you really, it's really easy to forget in the hustle and bustle of life and in trying to accomplish all these goals and um, you say it, but then you don't really um, live it a lot of times. And um, I, this has become so incredibly apparent to me and, and just reminders with just some of the things that have happened in my life this year. Um, and that is that nothing matters more than being there for those you love and, and those who love you. Um, there's nothing more important than family, then friends, then those that you're in relationship with. Um, that's the most important thing. And, and it's really easy, like I said, to forget that and to um, let life get in the way and be so busy. And um, when you experience sudden loss or you ex experience, uh, you know, certain things in life, uh, you, you are uh, unfortunately re reminded, fortunately or unfortunately, unfortunate because of the circumstances, but um, being brought back to the, the, the basics of life and, and what really matters um, is a good thing. And, and so I just, that's, that's my top one for sure is that's important. Make sure you're prioritizing that because nothing else matters as, as much as that. And I get it. We all have, um, you know, stresses of life. We all have bills to pay. We all have businesses that we're trying to run. Um, but at the end of the day, what are we doing it for? We're doing it for those that we love and who love us. So um, let's not forget that that's why we're doing it. And let's let's make sure that we're um, prioritizing those things. And it's not worth working 60, 70, 80 hours a week 
um, for some future date that we're going to be um, able to spend time with those that we love. Because you know what? We're not guaranteed that. Um, so enjoy it now. Um, I'm going to leave that one uh, for now. I don't, I, I don't think I can talk about that one anymore um, at the moment. So um, let's move on to the next one, uh, which is this one. Um, this is another... I think you have to figure this one out for yourself. You know, people can tell you until they're blue in the face. And I'm sure told me when I was young and um, I said, yeah, yeah, I get it. I agree. But, you know, you, you just until you actually understand it and get it and and um, make it a part of your belief system. It's one that's easy to kind of just say, yeah, I believe that or uh, and, and just pass by it. And um or just not accept it at all. I mean, there's people that don't accept this at all um, to begin with, but let's get to what it is. So money is not a purpose. Uh, and, you know, you just see, you just see people chasing after the dollar and chasing after these, these big things and, um, you know, big houses and fast cars and, and live in this luxury lifestyle. And I'm not saying those things are, are bad or that you shouldn't strive to have a nice house or a nice car or whatever. Like, I'm not saying that that's not something that you should have as a goal. That's fine. If that's something that you desire, um, then, then that's great. I, I used to want those things. And I'll tell you that my perspective on those things has changed a ton over the years. And what, you know, you just learned at a certain point, I think that again, it doesn't, they're, they're not important. They're not important. What, what do you value? Is it these things that are temporary and fleeting and it's cool for a while and it makes you feel great because you got this nice new flashy car and, and all these things. Um, or is it experiences and time with those that you love? Like I would way rather spend money on, um, and this is getting a little bit outside of the scope of what this one was, but I would way rather spend um, money on an experience, uh, an amazing time away with my family, you know, going and exploring the world, something like that, than spending a bunch of money on a vehicle that I, my vehicle's fine. It gets me from A to B. It's a good car. It's reliable. That's what I need a vehicle for. Why do I need a $250,000, $400,000 car, even a $100,000 car? I don't need it. Um, it's it, it's It doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't give me what... It's, it's for transportation. It's not, I don't need that. And, and really a lot of those things, it, it really comes down to why, why are you, why do you want those? And if you're, if the reason is so that you can, so you can show everybody else how important you are, man, you've got the wrong perspective. You, you gotta just rethink those things because, um, it honestly doesn't matter what they think. Number one, it, the only thing that matters is what you think and what those that that actually care about you think. And they're not thinking of you anyway. They don't know you. You <laughs> so you drive by in your nice car and you live in this nice house and oh, there's so they don't even know you. So why are you trying to impress them? So um circling back to where I started, uh your purpose has to be more more than just money. What is it that you're setting out to do? Is it um, and, and I, I mean, it could be a number of things. It can be, um, you know, just providing the best that you can for your family, being there for your family. It can be solving a problem in the community, in the world. You know, you look at people like, 
you know, Elon Musk and, and, um, you know, uh, he's, some people love him. Some people hate him, you know, but I look at a guy that had a, a bunch of money, built a big business, didn't have to do anything else. And here he is risking, um, all that he built with prior companies to essentially solve problems. That's his motivation. I don't know the guy. I've never met the guy. But from things that I've heard him say and from watching what he's what he's done and the sheer fact that he didn't have to do it, um, I could be wrong. I don't think his motivation is money. He had plenty. I think his motivation is greater than that and that's solving problems. And you look at that and you see these people that the motivation is not the money and yet the money um, follows anyway. So um, prioritize the right thing. Purpose, what is your actual purpose? It has to be beyond money. So I spent maybe too long on that one. So let's move on. Um, next one. Okay. I'm going to lose some people here. That's fine. I don't really care. Um, this one is important to me. And that is that um, I've learned God is faithful. And it doesn't always look the way that it should. You don't always know what the picture looks like. You don't always really know how things are going to come together. Um, but if you trust and you seek him and um, you prioritize that that relationship with God and and you are moving in the right direction, taking those steps of faith, even if you don't know what the ones after that look like, um, he, he will bring it together. So um, I've just seen it too many times in my life to, to think otherwise, where I just, there's no explanation other than God being faithful and putting those pieces into place. Um, and, and I could go into example after example. Um, and does that mean everything always goes right? No, because sometimes I make stupid decisions on my own or I'm not paying attention or, um, you know, I'm stubborn or whatever. So it doesn't mean I'm exempt from bad decisions. Um, but a lot of those are, you know, probably all of them are just because I was not um, listening and not doing um, what I was supposed to be doing. So um, I fully believe that um, whether you do or not and whether you stop listening already, that's fine. I don't care. But um, that's what I believe. Uh, and and I will continue to believe. I've just seen it way too many times. So, um, okay, next one. Uh, this goes back a little bit to purpose, but uh, somewhat different. That is focus on serving others. And by focusing on serving others over what you want or need, um, it, it may be a slower game, but it's one that lasts. And it's really easy when you're desperate or starting out or you need a sale or whatever, like it's really easy to be self-serving. It's human nature to be self-serving. And if you think otherwise, I could give you, I don't know if that's, you know, I, we, we look out for ourselves over others a lot of times, but if you do the opposite, if you really truly serve others and are looking out for their best interests, um, you know, it's, it's going to stack up and it's going to probably take longer than going out and taking advantage of people or just going out for the sale or whatever. Um, but it's a, it's a, remember it's a long game and you want to do the right and ethical thing anyway, I hope. Um, but even if you don't know that it's the better, better route in the end, um, burning bridges, uh, cheating people doing things, even if it's not blatant like that. Um, if it's just, you know, again, considering your interests over someone else's, 
um, you know, that win-lose situation, things like that. Um, it may work in the short term, but reputation, relationships, long-term, that, that that is what it's about. So focus on serving others. What are their needs? Um, make that happen for them. And um, long-term, it's going to be the best outcome for you. Um, okay, the next one here. This one, I, it's taken me a long time to learn this because we're, we're so I'm going to read, I'm going to go over first and I'm going to, then I'll give you some context. So having goals and a plan, they're important for sure. You need to have direction. You need to have um, things that you're measuring, things like that, but don't overthink it. Uh, we're pitched all of these things about goals and about um, making these plans and, and, and all of these, all these different, I mean, goals and self-development and all these things, personal development are, are out everywhere. And they're important for sure. You want to have goals, you want to have a direction, um, and clarity and a plan and all that. But at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, we get really stuck in that process sometimes of like, um, or we get really rigid in what that goal looks like. And ri rigidity creates frustration and disappointment um, more than it helps you get where you're going. Um, and being flexible and, and having a little bit of flexibility in there creates um, room to pivot, right? So if you're so stuck on a goal that it's like, I, no matter what, I have to make this happen. What if something changes in your in your life or something changes in your perspective or or, or whatever? If you don't really leave room for those changes, for that the change in direction, um, then we're going to miss maybe something better just because we're trying to chase a certain goal or plan. You have to have some flexibility uh, built into it. And, and I've learned this over the years. You, you can't you have to have those things in place, but you have to have flexibility. And, and, you know, I, I even took it to the point um, a while, you know, this is years ago, but where it's like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do, and again, I'm saying there's, there's, there's room for goals and, and you want to have specific goals. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have some specific, specific aspects to it. Um, but I'll, well, I'll just give you the example. So I'm going to do X number of flips this year and X number of wholesales and buy X number of, um, of rental properties, um, to hold. That's great. That's great to have that goal. Um, but my, the problem was, um, you know, you don't know what opportunities are going to come up. So on the one hand, yes, you can target certain opportunities to get those, um, different types of deals, right? Absolutely. On the other hand, you don't, if you're, especially if you're creative deal structure and you're looking at multiple solutions or you're looking back to serving the client, like who you're talking to and serving your clients and serving other people and not just your own goals. If your goal is so structured to like, this is what I need to do this year, you're not going to be able to hear that and, um, and cater it to their needs. And so back to the point, you, I don't know who I'm going to talk to that year. Right. I don't know who I'm going to talk to. Maybe most people I talk to uh, need a quick out and a cash offer, and it's going to fit a lot better for a flip or a wholesale. Well, if my goal was certain number of flips and I also wanted to buy some holds, I'm going to have to pivot a little bit. Right. Either I'm going to have to change how I approach buying my uh, my rental properties or I'm going to have to just change that goal altogether. And maybe that happens the following year. But the point is like it, it, you can literally hit a really great goal and still be disappointed if you don't have um, some flexibility to it and just know that things are, are fluid and things 
aren't in, we don't live in a vacuum, right? So we don't know what opportunities are going to come up. We don't know um, what our year exactly looks like. It's great to have goals. We want to have um, all these things. Uh, but, uh, you know, sometimes you start out a year and you have a plan and then your family member and one of your um, top clients dies all of a sudden, right? Just unexpected. Well, that changes things. So if you're too rigid and now you can't pivot, now what do you do? So that's an extreme example, I know, but it happens. You know, that's, uh, you gotta be, you gotta be ready to pivot. So, um, okay. Another one here, I got five more. So I gotta, I gotta burn through these to, a little bit quicker, but uh, when times get tough, lean in. So uh you you can either give up or you can push through. That's the that's the bottom line. And we see people every day give up. You know, suicide rates and um giving into uh crutches, you know, giving into things that that may dull the pain and may get rid of it for a time, but don't solve the problem. Um you gotta dig in when times get tough. You got to lean in to that wind. You got to dig in and you got to keep pushing through. So um, you, either, you can either give up or you can push through and push through. That's that's what you got to do sometimes. It doesn't mean it's easy. It's it's not. Um, but those are your options. And, you know, it's much better to pick the push through. And those other things don't, don't help. They're not going to help you get through. Um, they're not the answer. So, um Here's another thing that I've learned. So, and, and I've mentioned this before and this one and the, the previous one are, are both kind of rooted in, in a, a mentor that I had for some time. And this one is, is for sure one that I wish I would have uh, thought on uh, more often and sooner in my life. And that is, it's better to fear regret than it is uh, to fear failure because when it comes to the, when it comes to it, if, if you are so afraid to do something that you don't do it down the road, you're going to look back and say, man, I wish I would have tried, right? You, you wouldn't be upset if you would have tried and it would have failed. Yeah. It would have hurt in the moment. Um, but it's temporary and we learn from it and we get past it and we, and it teaches you. Uh, but and it's you know it's temporary. It's in that moment. You, maybe you have to even deal with the repercussions of that, right? Okay, failed business, failed whatever. I mean, sometimes there are real repercussions that you have to face when you have a failure. But regret lasts forever. If you never buy that rental property, if you never go after the, those goals that you have, the business you want to build, um, whatever that is that that's deep inside of you that you know that you want to go after the 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 fear of failure is not worth letting it don't let it stop you you're going to look back someday and say man i wish i would have i wish i would have tried i wish i would have given up the effort i'll never know if i could have done it right it's better to have tried and failed than it is to not know if you ever would have succeeded so fear regret let that drive you. Let think that if you if you find yourself stuck in a spot where you're afraid to move forward because what if I fail? 
I want you to visualize that. I want you to think through that and, and just really sit there and think, if I don't do this in five years, I'm going to, what am I going to be thinking? What I'm going to look back and this is how I'm going to feel because I didn't, I didn't even give it a shot. I didn't try for that job. I didn't start that business. I didn't buy that property um, that, yeah, I was afraid and it was risky or whatever, but um, I, you know, I, I, I should have done it and I didn't do it. And I really want you to, I want, I want you to get deep in that thought because I guarantee you, if you spend time doing that, it's going to help you move forward because that's more scary than it is, than failure is. Um, so that's a big one. And again, I wish I would have known this and, and really thought on it a lot more earlier in my life, but, um, that's a big one. Fear, fear, regret. Don't, don't fear failure because you can get past fa- failure. Regret's going to torment you for the rest of your life. Um, okay. Wow. This is another big one that I've learned. Um, and a big reason for, for why I started this podcast, honestly. Um, and that is that, you know, there's so many podcasts out there. Um, and a lot of the big ones where it's like, they talk about buying so many units and, and having all this cash flow and having, um, you know, these big complexes and things like that. And that's great, but it's not for everybody. And it's really easy when you, especially real estate investors, you start getting interested in real estate. How do I want to invest? And then now these are the messages and it's like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do is I'm supposed to buy, you know, a thousand unit apartment building someday or multiple apartment buildings or whatever. I'm supposed to buy all these doors, right? That's what it's all about is the doors. And it's really easy to get that, that that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Um, and I did this with, um, and it's not that they were a bad men. They were there. I learned a lot from the mentors that I've had over the years, but I found myself in these places where I was trying to live other people's version of success and not my own. And so that's my next one. Don't live other people's version of success. Nobody can tell you what success is for your life. You have to define that for yourself. And if you don't, someone else is going to. Okay. So if, if you, whatever messaging you're getting, whatever you're hearing, if you start going down a road, Hey, I'm interested in this, either someone's going to, someone's going to tell you what, what success is and what, how you should define success if you don't do it for yourself. So you need to, you need to define what is success for me? What does that look like? Um, and this is life as a whole down to investing, down to a business, down to your family, you know, it, it, it's macro and it's also, um, on the individual, you know, segment of your life, um, as well and in business. And what does overall life success look like for you? What does business success look like for you? What does family success look like for you? You need to define that for yourself and not let other people's versions of success, um, be, be pushed on, onto you and, and don't just adopt that as the definition of success without thinking through it and making sure that that is what you want as well. Because again, I've, I've been through this where it's like, oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to, that's what I'm supposed to want, right? That's what I'm supposed to go after. Um, and I wasn't, ha- I wasn't f- happy or fulfilled. I was stressed and I was um, not motivated even. Um, and it was because I was not in alignment with what I actually wanted to be doing and what I, what my definition of success was, right? Um and so, so you have to define that for yourself. Don't let someone else define success for you. you. You define it for yourself and then go live it. Um, okay, a couple more here. 
This one seems simple. Focus on the positive, not the negative, right? But a lot of people's minds are uh, just wired to focus on the negative and uh, you have to be a little bit more aware and you have to turn that around. And this is on all aspects, like your business, just your day to day. Um, and as an entrepreneur, man, I'll tell you, there are ups and downs. It seems like, I mean, daily for sure. Um, and if you can't, if you can't learn how to manage that, you're on an emotional roller coaster every day of your life. Um, and so learning how to like accept the negativity, but then move past it. Um, so you can continue to be effective and push forward and, and not dwell on that is super, super important. Um, and you know, on relationship level, I mean, this is how relationships fail, right? Is, you know, we may have, I have an amazing wife. She's supportive. She was always, you know, she's just, she, I, I love her so much. She does so much for me. She's always encouraging me. I've messed up a bunch, um, in a lot of ways. And, and she just, she just loves me and, and sees past my faults or maybe not sees past my faults, forgives my faults, which is, which is the point I'm getting to here is that, you know, we can have an amazing spouse or we, or maybe we're in a spot where we just are, are not in a great spot in our relationship, but the, but what you choose to focus on is going to be a huge indicator of where that relationship goes, because as great as my wife is and as great as she thinks that I am, if we focused on the negative aspects and on the things that drive, you know, drive each other nuts and, or, or whatever, I mean, we don't keep track of that stuff, but it would be really easy to pick apart any, even a great relationship. If you focus on the negatives and, oh, they said this, or they do this, that drives me nuts or, or whatever. Um, even a great relationship is going to fail if that's your perspective. And that's the same thing with, your business and with any other piece of your life, if you're focusing on the negative part of your business or like, Oh shoot, I'm hemorrhaging cash or, or this part of my business isn't working or whatever. And that's where your focus is. Okay. Yeah. You need to address those things maybe and fix them, but don't dwell on them. Right. Look at all the things that are going right in your life. If things are, you know, there's, I guarantee you there's some negative pieces of your life. Everybody has that are you dwelling on that or are you looking for the positive sides? Because you have a lot of things to be grateful for and that are positives in your life as well. If you, if you look for them, so focus on the positives, don't focus on the negatives. It's okay to acknowledge the negatives. It's, it's healthy to acknowledge the negatives. Don't dwell on them though. Focus and dwell on the positives because that's going to set your mindset for, uh, uh, to positivity and the right way of thinking. And instead of focusing on those negative things, uh, last one here. I talk about this a lot as well. I talk about this with, um, people that are looking to join, uh, my, my real estate team. Abundance always beats scarcity. And I basically simply put, whenever I talk to anybody about joining the team, that's a huge piece because if you have a scarcity mindset or a, Hey, I have to take business from another team member because if they get it, then I don't get it. And, um, all of these scarcity mindset um, outlooks, uh, then you're not a good fit for the team. 
we believe in abundance. We believe that there's business to go around, that we help each other, that we're not cutting each other's throat. Um, and that there's just tons of opportunity out there to help people, to help each other, uh, to help clients and homeowners and investors. And, um, and it's not a, it's not a win. I have to win it for me to win. Someone else has to lose kind of world. We don't believe that. Uh, we believe that all parties can win. We believe that we can win as a team. Um, and that's, that's the mindset you, you, that you need to have. And so abundance always beats scarcity. It's really easy to, especially you watch the news, you look at media, scarcity mindsets everywhere. Um, just don't listen to it. There's abundance out there. You just have to focus on it. You have to know what to look for. You have to keep that top of mind. Um, and it's always going to win. Um, so have that abundance mindset. Don't think scarcity thoughts. I'm not saying I'm perfect in this by any means. This is uh, yet again, another thing that I've worked on throughout the years and uh, find myself in that place now and then uh, myself even, but then I purposefully, I, I acknowledge it. I recognize it. Nope. I'm not going to think those thoughts. I'm going to go back this way. There's business out there. There's clients out there. There's team members out there. There's whatever I'm, I'm struggling with, with that scarcity mindset at, in the moment. Um, I turn that around and, and, make sure that I'm thinking in, in an abundance mindset. So, okay. Thanks for bearing with me. 10 thoughts, um, for the last 40 years that, um, I've learned just from my experiences and everything like that. Um, so hopefully that's been helpful to you. Uh, again, I, my, my purpose here is to get you to think, get you to, um, try to get outside of maybe some of the negative thought patterns that you're in, be more effective, be better in your life, um, and be able to just live a life of more abundance and more purpose and um, be more successful in whatever you define success to be in your life. So hopefully that's helpful. 10 thoughts from the last 40 years. Happy birthday to me. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, thanks again for listening and we'll catch you guys next time uh, on the Everyday Real Estate Investor Podcast.